and welcome to Shungite Reality. It is April 6th, 2021. My name is Nancy Hopkins. Derek's not with us today. He's um, getting ready for another uh, trip, and he was getting backed up. And I said, no, just take take the day off. Get yourself a little time to be able to, you know, not be so stressed. And uh, he's, he, he, you know, he, he can work with a, doing more than anybody I know. He just... Is like that uh, energize a rabbit, <laughs> but sometimes you, you know you've come up against the fact that you're running out of time, running out of time. And with us is, of course, Mark Joseph, and we got Walt Silva standing in for. Well, he doesn't stand in. Nobody stands in for anybody else. Walt is is coming here to help us answer questions that you've been posting in Shanghai Reality, Facebook, and. Um, and we're going to talk about some other neat things. So, um, welcome. Uh, well, Mark, hi. Good morning. Morning, everybody. Hey, Nancy and Walt. Good to be here. And Walter, how are you doing today? Hi. Hello, Nancy. Hello, Mark. Thank you for inviting me again. So, uh, I hope we have uh, fun. Oh, we always have fun. You know, I've been with I've been with Walt. Walt, I figure we've done... I don't know, probably approaching 2,000 hours together on the radio because of all the shows we've done over the years, you know. And uh, don't tell anybody else, but you are still my favorite co-host. <laughs> I think we have such a longevity at it that, you know, it's like we haven't run out of things to talk about yet. Well, we almost did last week. Well, we- We've changed radio stations so many times. Uh, Cosmic Radio, I mean, uh, Wolf Spirit Radio went away. Uh, Colleen went away. So how many radio stations have we gone through already? I know, I know. Well, and and it wasn't like we set out to be, hey, let's make a radio station. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, we'll go on your radio show as guests, and then the next thing we know, we're like, you know, co-host on something, and then, oh, I needed a, oh, somebody needed a radio, oh, I'll do a radio, okay, blah, 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 you know, it's like, we didn't exactly plan all this, it's been a very interesting trip. Um, okay, so I want to go back to what, okay, you know, right before we start up the show, we, we kind of chat, and uh, I gotta, I've got to turn it over to Mark, because Mark... <laughs> I, I'm 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 just kind of excited about the fact that you went and saw the Godzilla and uh, what's his name? Godzilla and King Kong. I wanted to say Bigfoot, and I knew it wasn't Bigfoot. Pretty close. <laughs> pretty close. Pretty close. But he went and saw it, and uh, I think you'll be as amazed as I was. T- tell us a little bit about it, huh? Yeah. So, it, at least for me, um, locally, it was nice to have theaters um, open up more. I think it was close to 40-50% here on the West Coast. And so this was probably the most packed the theater's been, which isn't like like half or something. And a lot of the theaters were almost sold out, really. Um, but seeing the preview, it was like a wrestling match on top of, you know, a city. Um, so I, I thought it was all, all right. This is worth maybe checking out. Plus, it was an IMAX. I'm a big fan of that. So... Um, Dolly had mentioned uh, Ghost Ezra as, like, somebody to follow um, on social media. And, um, like, the day after, he was mentioning um, watching this as, like, a giant red pill bonanza. High-speed tunnels, dumbs, AI, and brain-machine interface. So 
Yeah, it was really all that. I was surprised because the preview doesn't show any of that. Um, so there's this podcast they have um, in, in the in the movie called True Spiracy, and this guy worked in the in this um, uh, facility in Pensacola, Florida, where they were making basically an, an AI version of Godzilla. And so within that, as like 33 floors down, like sub levels. Uh, deep underground, you know, those those bases where they were doing secret stuff, of course. And um, he was trying to find out what was going on. And there was a um, high-speed underground, not like a railroad, but like a transport system going all the way to Hong Kong. And there they had a, a, like these experiments of of the actual structure of, of uh, the AI Godzilla, uh, like fighting other monsters and like eating different things to, what do you call it, um, uh, get to the final construction of it. And there was a missing piece of it. And so the bigwigs who were making that, they were paying this guy to go to Hollow Earth. Um, to, I think, I think they were talking about um, King Kong and Godzilla, like a bunch of them were from Hollow Earth. And so they traveled down there through uh, anti-gravity ships. And King Kong was supposed to lead the way, and they had to figure out how to do that. In terms of like breaking through the um, the tunnel, underground tunnel to get there, and they had to use like this anti gravity thing to flip, because when you get to the hollow earth, there's like this um, weird gravity thing going on. But it was pretty cool how they put it all together. Um, the other monsters in there in in um, the planet's core, hollow earth, and King Kong had this like uh, underground cavern uh, palace or something, and then. Um, he had this uh, battle axe that he later used in, in the in the movie. So it was pretty cool in terms of, um, you know, King Kong having a throne, getting down there. And uh, the battle axe came from, like, one of the walls in the, the, the palace cavern. So that was pretty cool in terms of, like, uh, a sacred rock and it glowing. Kind of reminds me of Shungai a little bit, but... Um, so that made the battle scenes even better when they had to fight the AI Godzilla. And, and that's where the brain machine interface stuff came in, where uh, the bigwigs had hired this guy to... Well, there was a... Uh, uh, in the Hong Kong dumbs, um, they had this dinosaur skull that was all connected to wires, and somebody put on the helmet inside the skull to um, control the Godzilla AI. Um, but later something else took it over. They didn't really explain what in terms of like it fried the guy who had the helmet on to control um, the the robot Godzilla. And um, that went like haywire all over Hong Kong. Um, yeah, really cool fight scenes. And then and the story was pretty fun and how they had to transport um, King Kong from where he was. I forget where it was. Um, all the way down to... Um, oh, Antarctica was where the entrance to hollow earth is so yeah uh, all sorts of stuff that there was an antarctic base there and they had to airlift godzilla or, or uh, hong kong hong kong um king kong to antarctica because um godzilla came up and, and fought uh, king kong on the uh in the ocean so i do recommend the movie as far as like seeing how they're doing the these soft disclosures and of all these things and um especially considering the um, the shot, the arm jab that we're all getting and how it's basically a brain machine interface too and just seeing it through um, 
the robot Godzilla and you know all three of them had to fight King Kong, Godzilla and, and then the robot was was a pretty fun scene to see at the end. Um but bringing in the hollow earth thing and how it might have looked and how the gravity works there and, and it looks like a lush rainforest. So um yeah that's kind of about it. Um pretty fun movie. You know when you hear when you hear you first off I, I Walt said so they've weaponized Godzilla? <laughs> you know, it's like, yes, that's what they're doing. They're weaponizing. I mean, oh, my gosh. Who knows how much truth is really involved in these things. But it made me think back about, you know, the earlier shows. Was there any disclosure that we were missing at that time? Because, I mean, when we say disclosure, disclosure is programming people to think a certain way. And supposedly the concept is that you make people... You, you 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 make them aware of all of this evil type of things that is going on in order for you to say, oh, that was a great movie, and that is your okay, because you didn't say, no, we're not going to do this. The dark side said, if they don't say no, they're not going to do it, then we get permission, even though they didn't know that there was a decision to be made. I mean, if somebody said to you, well, you know, if if you put your focus in on this movie, you're put, putting energy into accepting that kind of paradigm in the world, that you can weaponize Godzilla. Whereas if you're sitting there, like Mark was, you know, going like, whoa, I can't believe you're telling me all this stuff. Who's telling it? Is it the light side? Is it the dark side? Because if the dark side's doing it, and you're saying, oh, yeah, it's a good movie, well, they get permission. If the white side is telling you, look at all of this stuff is really true, and you're sitting there thinking, well, this is a movie, this is okay, the white side has to realize that this is this is the truth. And I don't, I'm not sure that somebody sits down and says, well, we're going to disclose this and that and the other thing. My attitude about it is is that, in reality, it's in the subconscious of, of humanity. All of this stuff is, is a real scenario. And so you get somebody like me that's a fiction writer, and we come along and we start to tap this this creative, you know, uh, place where everybody's thoughts are, everything that's ever been thought is, is still captured there, and you link into a, to a thought somewhat te- telepathically, and you start to hear a story that you think is fiction, but it's not fiction. It's the truth. But you're writing it as fiction, because you think it is. And uh, so there might be a lot of disclosure that just is coming about because of that factor. And that, no, the dark side doesn't want you to know that either. Because I've seen too many, like, TV shows. Um, There was, as a matter of fact, there was three of them right in a row to the point that I stopped watching anything that looked like it was going to be good. Because if it was good, they were going to stop it within, well, one of them that was like five episodes in. And they stopped it. They just stopped it. Because it was, I, could, I was sitting there going, like, I cannot believe that they're disclosing all of this. And uh, apparently somebody found out that, oh, some fiction writer knocked, their, you know, knocked the door down and got the information, and now it's out there. So it's, a, it's complicated. You know? We don't know really who the factors and what the factors are and who's behind a lot of this stuff. But the fact that it happens um, is a wake-up signal. You know? Yes, it's true. 
in some bizarre way, all of this sci-fi that they tell you is true. Uh, but that's me. Walt, did you want to comment on it? Because you were talking about, where did you take that? When we were talking in the beginning of the show? I mean, before the show? Are you um, about a, uh, Hello, can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you, we can hear you. No, I, I was commenting on the other film that uh, Inelia discussed with Larry, uh, Wonder Woman 1984. Oh yeah, tell that where, story, yeah. Well, it it's it was uh, <laughs> it was kind of funny what they were telling the, the story of the of the movie because you don't see it in the in the scenes or or in the trailers you don't see it that the, the substance behind the movie is that people should not be able should not manifest the things they want to manifest with their minds that it's very dangerous to manifest things from the mind. And you shouldn't do it. You should only have your trusted politicians or your people in command, people in charge. They are the only ones you can trust to manifest your reality. You, sh- you shouldn't. Nobody should have the power to manifest their reality because it's far, far too dangerous. That's that's the underlying message of the entire movie. All and the rest is just it's just a, a window dressing, you know, frosting Drama. on the cake. Drama. Like all, like one of the things you didn't understand, like uh, all the women were, um, there were, uh, she says, all the female characters were so hyper strong, very manly. Most all the all the all the female characters were very manly. All the all the men were assholes. It doesn't matter <laughs> if they were just. Men walking on the street, or they were primary, secondary, or tertiary characters. They were all idiot assholes. So there's like the symbolism is like, wow, what kind of message are they sending here? And the only man in the movie that's supposedly a good character, he's like very, um, he's what do you call it? Like the uh, the heroine princess, you know, strong but very quiet, very demure. So it's like a complete reversal of role reversals. So I, I don't know if, if you're, they're trying to push that agenda where men turn into women and women turn into men. But the end, the end message is no. It is very, very dangerous to manifest the things you want from in your consciousness, in your mind, and uh, you should leave that to the professionals. You should, you shouldn't do it. You shouldn't try, try it. Mind, yeah, but it, so do not trust your mind. <laughs> Okay, do me a favor and pull your mic away from your face a little Sorry. bit. No, no, it's okay. okay. It's just a little pee-pees and things like that. Um, it, it, it's astounding how much they actually are showing people. But what's spooky about it is we don't really know what subliminal information is coming over these movies. That you're not... You know, subliminal messaging where there's... Well, I remember the most... And it's in my book, Cosmic Reality. But it's it. this woman was taking a picture of herself to check the lighting because she had to have some picture for some ID thing. And so she takes it. and But her daughter was going to take the picture. She was just checking the lighting. And so many, many months later, she was going through because she was running out of room in her camera... And she's deleting pictures, and she goes to delete that when she realizes that behind her is the television set. 
And, you know, talk about timing. This woman was able to snap that shot at the exact moment that the subliminal message came through and it was, ah, what the heck was it? Kill or death or, it was some, I think it was kill, was on the television screen. And backwards, I don't know what that's all about, but I did hear that sometimes backwards is more, gets locked well, in. Oh yeah, that, that's, it's very significant. It's like those people that, um, uh, remember I, I, I think once or twice I mentioned on the show that there's a, this woman out there that offers, it's the, they, I don't know if it's either medical or legal, they offer um, a special kind of service where they analyze something, they take a character and the person says something. is either a statement or a story, whatever it is the person is speaking. But what they do is they take that recording of the, of the person and they play it backwards. And when you listen to it backwards, of course, most of it doesn't sound correct because the person is speaking backwards. But in the sounds of backwards speech, you can make out words that sound correct they are being told in the correct uh order and they're saying the truth like for example the they did a uh voice analysis of this guy uh, uh this dr fauci and they, when they analyzed the his voice speaking backwards i don't, I don't know what the the thing was that he was he was being asked a question, and I think it had to do with children or something. So he was outright saying when he when they end, when they play backwards what he's saying, uh, he's admitting of he's he's admitting to um, what do you call it um, pedophilia. He's admitting to it, like it was like it was a normal thing. So there. What they're saying at the psychological level is that the subconscious that does not accept lies, and I, I know that, remember many times I speak about the basic self, how the body has its own has its own soul that is the highest chakra is the, the solar plexus, and that the, the, the subconscious, which is the basic self, is the consciousness of the basic self, does not understand lying, it doesn't accept lying. So when you do that, when you take somebody's speech and you play it backwards, it's, it's inevitable. The low, the low self or the, or the subconscious comes through saying the truth. So they're able to, to catch all these characters admitting to the like, most horrible things because they're saying the truth. Like uh, Luciferians and pedophiles and criminals... They come out saying, and, and, and she's got in her website, she's got um, a collection of recordings of, of different characters, politicians and people of renown. And they say the most horrible things because their basic self cannot lie. It, it has to admit to the truth. So I, I guess that is... Uh, Do you remember what her name is? Uh, hold on a second. Let me do a web search. Because I had heard um, this, well, I'd heard about this quite a long time ago, and they, they, it was a whole bunch of, like, I remember Hillary Clinton said something, and it was like the question was asked, she answered it, but when they played it back, 
it was like she was referencing the question, but it was back, you know, backwards. It was saying the opposite of what she had answered in the 3D. And they did that for a number of politicians. I can't even remember them. But it was like, you look at it and you go, okay, so, you, you know, if you threw out enough blocks enough times, you'd build a house type of thing. Maybe it's just, you know, that we're looking for things that aren't there. But this was spooky in that it sounded like she was answering the question that was asked, but truthfully, when it was played backwards. Um, but anyway, this woman had taken the picture of, her, of herself and saw that, you know, capture that. So my question is, is, is to you, Mark, when you were watching the movie, did you feel like there was other things happening that you might not have been able to really diagnose or detail, but that there was subliminal stuff coming through that at the same time? There was one, I don't know if it was maybe subliminal, but um, when the robot Godzilla came out of the um, Hong Kong facility, and that was shaped like a ziggurat or pyramid, and so right when when he came out, you saw the ziggurat, and under it was like a um, you know, um, the goddess Isis, where you have the, the, the horns that, that looks like um, a crescent moon. So it had that right above the um, the ziggurat. So, and then with the, what do you call it, the robot coming out, that's almost like a, uh, acts as a portal of like a, uh, uh, you know, bring conjuring a demon out. So it's like, okay, there's layers just in that one shot right there. Um you know, for the for those who have the eyes to see, kind of thing. So, I think that's the the most obvious one. There might have been more I didn't really catch, because if they have that one, that's blatant. You know, for for people who dig into this kind of symbology, then I'm sure there's other stuff. Like I think it's worth seeing again, just just to kind of catch an, another layer or two that I didn't uh, see, uh, especially with the Hollow Earth stuff when they're in there and flying through. And King Kong's like running around and you see all these different creatures and stuff and fights. So, um, and then they did show some like hollow earth documents of this guy who had gone there and wrote a book about it. And they were doing like this, um, archive flashing through kind of thing of, um, conspiracy documents and files like X-Files kind of thing. So I'd say so that there was probably a bunch of other stuff in there. Yeah. That's interesting. <laughs> I, I found the. I finally found this lady. His name is. Her name is Tiffany Fontenot. And can you can website, you spell spell that? Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, first name is Tiffany. Tiffany, and the last name is Fontenot. It's hold on a second. Let me, let me give you the proper. Spell. Yeah, she's amazing. I love her stuff. She posts on Twitter if she's still there and Facebook on the reverse speech stuff and like AI and targeted individuals. She's a targeted individual. Yeah, she, so yeah. last name is F O N T E N O T Fontenot. I guess it's a French last name. And do you have the a website link? Either of you? Either of you? I just I just posted it on the radio chat. Okay, cool. Thank you. Very and. Much. Uh, it's a the website is our still more small voice, and right in, on the on the main page, she's doing a reverse speech analysis of the Boulder, Colorado King Super Grocery Store mass shooting reverse speech analysis 
by Tiffany Fontenot. So the, there's a a reverse speech analysis of it, and also there's a ton of uh, reverse speech analysis of like uh, secret space program. ETs who may be involved in a human calling down and coup reverse speech analysis. Dernot Kelly, new book, Perception of Truth. Nashville's recreational vehicle hunter, bidden Joe Biden, Joe Biden's granddaughters. And ooh, it's a huge list of uh, reverse speech analysis that she has done. And she always uh, attaches the clip, the sound clip of the, the, uh, whatever was said in straight fashion and then whatever was said reverse. And you can actually, it sounds odd because it's actually somebody speaking backwards, but you can actually make out intelligible words. So it's, it's kind of eerie to hear uh, out of the sound, hear uh, words that would sound normally and, you know, otherwise. So very, very interesting. You make it makes you wonder why the heck she she ever th- did this, you know? Do you know if there's a history about you know somebody else doing this in the past, or is this just something? Gee, I think I'll listen yes. to things back. Oh, okay, go ahead. No, there there is a. Hold on a second. I will give you. It all comes starts with. Uh, hold on a second. Where did I? Uh, I have it. Because there's a Wikipedia. Uh, age speaking about it. Um, of course, there's a there's a website reversespeech.com. Uh, here we go. Reverse speech was first advocated by David John Oates, which gained publicity when it was mentioned on Art Bell's Art Bell's nightly coast to coast AM radio talk show. It is based upon the theory that during spoken language production, human speakers subconsciously produce hidden messages that give insights into their innermost thoughts. So, it's a uh, that's what uh, started started with that. But you wonder why somebody would think that that. I mean, I'm just I love I love to to analyze the way that people think about things. And is anybody ever in their life thought? I wonder if there's any subliminal messaging in the. If I reverse it, I mean, what that? What, well, this has got to be guided stuff. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know how we get we get pictures of of devices in our heads, right? Well, maybe yeah. it's the same thing. It's like I say, it, it's all out there. The information is is in the ethers. I mean, anybody can access well, it. And another thing that I, I, I said to you, and, the, and there was one show where you had me uh, speak about the basic self and where that concept comes from and, and, and all the things related to it. Well, one of the things I, I remember saying is it doesn't sleep. You're asleep. You're asleep. You're, you're uh, unconscious of the physical body because you're asleep and you're, you're dreaming heaven knows what. Uh, but you're basic self your your subconscious does not sleep so it makes perfect sense that if it's uh under stress uh you know due, uh psychological stress which also has physical consequences uh it's it's going to it's like a, a drowning man trying to speak someone help me help me and and he's, he's sending messages and banging on the on the walls of the 
tank that it's the poor guy's locked in. So he's trying to get himself heard over this horrible thing that he's undergoing. And that it, I've heard it say that over 95% of the people that are members of these uh, Luciferian families that do horrible, horrible things like this, this lady, um, Jesse, who's part of a satanic family. Um, not only has she said it, I've heard it from other sources that more than 95% or even more of all the people involved are in it against their will. They're aware of what's happening but they can't say a word to anybody because there's that looming threat of instant, you know, we're going to kill you. We're going to cut your head off. So don't say a word to anybody or else, or we're going to kill the people that you like or all your pets or whatever. So I take it that those people live in a constant state of psychological stress. It must be a horrible existence to live in, in this, this. There's a nightmare right under your feet, and you can do nothing about it because you are threatened with, a, you know, instant termination of yourself and, and all the things you, things and, and beings that you love. So it, it makes perfect sense that their basic self self would be screaming for help. If you record their voices saying something, I, I don't know. Uh, something about their family or or something that has to do with their present life, it makes perfect sense that in, in backward speech, the truth would come out, you know, please help me, or I don't know, what, what, no, some cry for help or some statement as to what's actually happening. Because these people are living their lives uh, in, in a way that's opposite to what they were nor naturally want. They would, they would naturally want to be free of that, you know. And they start them so, so young. They start, exactly. they start making the fear factor happen when they're very, very young. So it's in their basic matrix of, you know, how they, how, I mean, it's like when you start teaching a child, it's a blank slate. And the first thing you're teaching them is fear. Hmm? You know, I mean, I, I've had this, this feeling that, just like you're saying that the vast majority of people out there are just manipulated they're not evil i don't think that in their heart of hearts that the core of them is evil because they have they're they're reacting to the threats not only to themselves which in that case you know you could be doing evil things to save yourself but they do they go after the the entire family and pets included you know so it's um well, remember what I said in another show when we were talking about how people here are waking up to the truth that the fairy tale government that they thought they, they were enjoying in the 40s and 50s and 60s is not such. In your in your case, your rude awakening came with the assassination of JFK. You know, things were not as you thought they were. Uh, and remember that I said uh, I compared it to in Argentina. And I said, oh, Argentina is the reverse. Nobody lives a fairy tale life because of the government. On the, quite the contrary, nobody trusts the government. Nobody trusts any politician. But what happens is it's like, it's like a bizarre world. In order to get ahead, 
people accept and understand that you have to be evil in order to get ahead. And that's why if you lie, cheat, embezzle, you're a hero. Oh, everybody applauds you. Oh, that guy is so smart. Oh, he's so sharp. Oh, he's so cunning. But if you're honest and you tell the truth and you uh, honor your wife and you don't lie to your children, oh, what an idiot. Oh, what an asshole. Oh, he's, he's such a milk toast. They look down on you. You know, it's it's like whatever passes for reality has been totally reversed there. You know, everybody takes it for granted. If you want to get ahead in their life, if you want to progress, if you want to ha be happy, whatever you do, it's you it, you have to be on the side of evil. That's the way it works. And nobody nobody questions this. Nobody says why is, are things like this. Uh, nobody puts, well, what, do you, what happens if we try something different? What if we try behaving differently? No, nobody, nobody questions it. Oh, no, this is the, the, um, their mantra, which I hate to this day, is when they say, oh, it's, it, it's life. That's life. That's the way life, life works. That's, that's how they shrug off any argument, any argument that you will offer to say, to, bring them to mind okay no things is not like this no they 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 brush you off with say that constant saying that 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 mantra that they <laughs> drill into your head oh the, such is life well that's the way life is so it, that's the way things are um they that's the way things are maybe in your reality but it doesn't mean that the whole wor world is like that and unfortunately you see it uh you see it all over uh, you you got to um, Brazil, my cousin lived in Brazil, I think, for a couple of years because uh, of his work in the, in music. He was he's a classic music professor. Does he describes the same life as in Argentina? It's uh, you want to get ahead, you commit crime, you ch lie, you steal, you embezzle. It's 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 horrible. If you it's it's, it's terrifying to think that like I was talking about this with my mother yesterday because she really enjoys uh, in in uh, YouTube these uh, wonderful shows of the uh, preserves in Africa like there's one center by it's being run owned and, and run by this uh, Dutch lady I, I think she's a native there of South Africa where they, they have this nature preserve and they, they rescue elephants, and they're constantly rescuing um, uh, orphans, poor uh, baby elephants that are left alone in the wild because poachers decided to kid, kill their parents for, you know, for the ivory. So uh, you see the um, – my mother was watching this show – and, uh, and they were talking in like the different reserves are different. Like the this one in uh, South Africa is different is that they are constantly in touch with human beings because unfortunately the, the elephants there were rescued from service. They were work elephants. So they've never known a wild life. They've never known wildlife. They've only known that life of constant contact with humans. So they realized they could never deprogram them from that. They, if they were, if they would see a human instead of running away 
or being fearful because it could be a poacher, they would go to these humans. So they realized that they needed to keep them in a game preserve where, where they would be protected and they would be looked after. Uh, in other, in, in other uh, preserves, it's different. They, are, they rescue babies that have been left orphans. And they, little by little, they start programming them to get used to life in the wild again. And I said to my mother, you know, you realize that people are so terrified of the wild, the wild. Well, yes, I admit it, you know, yes, it's Africa. Yes, you, yes, there are huge predators and you have to watch out. You can, even, even animals that are not carnivorous uh, in their, in their, in their, Preserve self-preservation and preserving of their group. They will attack you like a water buffalo and things like that. So you have to watch out. I said, but when you think about it, they don't do anything outside of their nature because they're they're doing what they need to do to survive, to survive, to be able to eat food, to be able to protect their siblings. But can can you call like the life we we knew in Argentina? Uh, can you call that civilized? I mean, to me, that to me that's wild and savage. When the very person that's speaking to you, very friendly, like or even a relatives, is going to stick a knife in your back at any given moment, it's going to steal from you, lie, no end. Isn't that wildlife? Isn't that can can you consider that civilized? That's that's normal. When you have to you have to watch out for your self preservation because anyone on the street, any neighbors, any relative could be cutting your head off at any moment. Uh, that's that's normal. <laughs> to me, that's wild. That's a wild. That's a wild existence. And that's what you grew up with in Argentina. So that was yeah. you know decades ago. And now we look out there, and that's what the <clears throat> view is from America. You know, we're going that same route where people are turning in people because they're not wearing masks, and you, you know, you, I mean, it's just like when you when you were describing it, I'm going like, well, that's where we're going, and how do we back out of this sucker? You know. Well, the difference the difference is. The advantage is, at least I see it as an advantage for people that are, were born and raised in this country, is that you know it, how it, you know how it is that that life that when it was when life was good, you know life when life was good. In Argentina, there's no such knowledge. There is no looking back in the past. Oh, remember back when we did this, and remember when life? No, there is no such thing. There never was a time when life was good. I mean, if you look you look at the fathers of the country. I mean, you go back to the 1800s when the first Europeans made it. It sucked right there. They lied and cheated and and, and it's, it's, it's like it was nonstop. That's why I call it bizarre world. There never was a time when it was nice for everybody. It, it never was. You know, the deceit and tre- treachery. That was a... Um, Case in point, um, for example, uh, there was a year when Argentina had a war with Brazil. It was a very short war. There were only four battles, four, just just four battles, and that was it. 
game over. Everybody go, okay, time for lunch. Everybody go home, please. <laughs> Very simple. Would you believe it that the, at the when, when, when the four, okay, there were four bottle battles. Argentina won all four battles. So they sent this envoy, envoy to have a discussion with the, with the um, Brazilian authorities and the letter, the official letter as it was written was this guy showing up for this meeting demanding the Brazilian surrender, correct? You know, Brazil lost, Argentina won, therefore you're, I'm here demanding Brazilian surrender, right? That, that's the way you would do it? I mean, you were... You were in the army. You well, it sounds the, reasonable, yeah. <laughs> he did the opposite. He showed up and he presented the Argentine surrender. How much What? money he got paid for? Yes, yes, ma'am. Yes, Captain. I am uh, I'm witness to that. Uh, I, can't, I couldn't believe it when the, when the teacher told us the story. And it's it's in the books. It's in the book. He got he whoever that one. I forget the name. So John Car so John Kerry went to the to the Brazilians and said, "We surrender." Exactly. In 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 the, in today's you know environment, they he would go to China and surrender. Yeah. Even though we have shown that the American economy because it's based on capitalism it's not based on the concept of you know a complete control over the economy so i mean i know this from the the soviet experience in that what killed the soviet economy was the concept of the five-year plan and so they'd say well in five years we need x number of of tractors so that means we need x number of tires They never took into consideration that, well, why do you think you're going to need that many? You might not need any of them. And so they would put all this effort into making stuff that wasn't needed because they weren't based on capitalism, which is what, you know, you need, I got, that's how we work. No, it was this, this concept that you can plan for everything that, you know, completely fell apart. So of, all the th of all the things that they bought, they forgot to buy a crystal ball. Precisely. Precisely, but that's what that's what the difference is between the the Chinese and you know system under a, a communistic dictatorship and the American uh, way of capitalism, and so you know yeah we can beat any of anybody that's a communist is not going to win in a capitalistic against them. You can't. It's not economically feasible. It's just it's just the way that things work. It's demand and supply. And you can't have a, you don't, nobody's got that magic ball that tells you, oh, I'm going to need blah, blah, blah. Well, maybe now, maybe it's a quantum computer. But um, the fact of the matter is, is that the only way that they could possibly uh, put us in the same position that Argentina was when they surrendered to Brazil is that you control the, the thinking process. And they learned probably from Argentina or other Brazil or other places that you have to attack the children. You have to make the children change because what the parents have is memory. They just like you pointed out, we remember what it was. And the children, if you get them young enough, they're never going to have that experience at all. 
Well, they're, they did it already with. with um, they did it. They've already done it. They've done. They've I shown know. that they can do it in the with the Watergate. Right. We have. We have. Met, I remember the the water. Even though I was I was young, I was going to school. But I remember the, the the Watergate things every day on TV. There at least three channels were broadcasting the Watergate trials. So I at least I know what it was, and and what do you call it? Nixon was the worst of the worst. Well, my my ex boss when I was working with the computers, we, he he was ready to to blow his top when he heard from his daughter. Who um, I think she she's not she, she's I forget what term in high school she wasn't she wasn't a senior but it was one of the terms in the sky she couldn't be, he couldn't believe when he saw the information that, that the teacher was teaching on on uh, Nixon the Watergate issue she was putting Nixon uh, she was painting Nixon as a as as a benevolent. As a, a, a little virgin Mary that was suffering, that was being accused unfairly of things, is like what? He's the victim. He's the, he he did nothing wrong. He's the victim. He says, how can that be? And I said, and there you see it. It's and it's and it's happening in our own lifetime. Imagine those things that have happened before we were even born, and we can and, and there's nobody to tell us anything about them. Think how how altered that history is. So there you have it. You have people alive that are alive when this thing happened to Watergate, but yet the children are being taught otherwise. They're being given a bill of goods that, oh yeah, he was a, a saint, and he was just he was being bad mouthed by all these nasty people. <laughs> he could. I, I don't know if he he gave his daughter some hour long lecture, but he he was serious about this stuff. He well, was, they, 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 they say that you can lose a complete culture in a de- in a generation, because oh. culture is maintained in the in the history of the, you know, in the society and the things you do. And if if they if a generation does not get that information, you've lost it. It's gone. Mm-hmm. And you know, if I was a conspiracy kind of person, I would be very suspicious of this thing that is killing the elderly in oh, yeah. huge numbers and not touching the children because what does what what what's the danger of the elderly they remember they exactly. have memories well it, it it's it's been going on for a very long time in uh in argentina it still is there are homes for the elderly there are more but the tradition still remains your parents, your grandparents, your great grandparents, everybody lives in the same house. So the they talk to each other. I mean, if if, if they're of a family that's into communication, yes, they are going to talk to each other. And your parents and grandparents and great grandparents, they're all going to share their experiences with you. But uh, I came to this country and I was astounded that no sooner can they walk and talk and have their car. That's it. The, the kids disappear. They run away from home, so that the the par parents were. The, we saw the the what do you call it? The cultural makeup is not to talk to your parents. And, and heaven forbid you talk to your grandparents. Is that 
the minute you can buy a car and get a job, that's it. You get away from home and never talk to those people ever again. It's like, it was weird. I, I'd never seen that because I grew up being used to that you had your your parents, your grand your grandparents. If you're lucky, you have your, your great-grandparents. And everybody's living in the same house. There's nothing abnormal or unnatural. But as you say, having those people... In your proximity, it's unnatural in the sense they're going to tell you their version of the stories, not the, not the newscaster's version. And here they were, they, they successfully did it. They implemented the thing that when you're so 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 many years old, that's it, nursing home. Well, and no, then no, if you no if, question if, about it, <laughs> right? Yeah, get um, them out. Get them. Get them out of here. It, 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 it's very profound that I one day we were my mother was there and myself and some other people and my niece and we were talking about family history and she looked like she was totally bored and I said to her aren't you interested in, in, in the family you came from and she looked at me and she said no why would, would I be you know and it was like it didn't occur to her that this was important information. She'd already been brainwashed. And that conversation yeah. probably was at least 20 years ago. No, I'd say 15 years ago. So how difficult it is to condemn them to death and send them to death camps called uh, nursing homes where they're going to get inoculations for something that doesn't exist? How difficult is it, really? Well, I, when I, I, listen, I'm there. I understand that. You know, it's I, I actually worked in a nursing home. When I got out of um, college, I sort of, it, it was like, I don't think I can do this. And so I took the job because I didn't think I could do this. And it was like a challenge. And I'll tell you, I learned more in the 10 months that I worked at that nursing home than any comparable 10 months in the rest of my life. Because I got to view another reality the reality of the elderly and you know what does happen to them and so yes it's it's not it's not just the fact that the children are, are told go away go away but that the elderly are put away and um it's it's very tragic what we've done to our society uh walt but you know anyway um so that was that was not a conversation that we normally have on cosmic I mean Shungite reality, but um I think it's an important one because what we're dealing with here is an entire uh change to everything that we know. It's happening so quickly that it makes your head spin. And yet we do know it if we talk to people like Walt. You know, he's got a different perspective on what happens to a society that loses its moral compass. And, you know, Argentina, I mean, the most recent one is Venezuela. You know, that that was a, the best economy around. I mean, it was going absolutely, you know, warp speed. And then it was dismantled in a, it, overnight. overnight. Virtually it, it, overnight. It yeah. Yep. And, and the, the same thing, thing with Costa Rica. Costa, did you know that Costa Rica had no poverty? No, I didn't know and that. Then they came, and then international bankers came in and they said, "Oh, you're not doing things right." I was when I was reading the thing, 
I was reminded of uh, the Bedrus, how they sent priests to tell the Bedrus that they were not worshiping God correctly by talking to God in the, in the, in the forest. Well, the Bedrus he's referencing are the ancient Russians. They, they they had a, a concept of sovereignty of the person and of the land and domain and you know everybody was happy and working together and then the priests came in and said oh no 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 you can't you can't be bowing down to nature you have to bow down to God essentially right yeah yeah so and, and that's how the whole mess started well uh, Costa Rica had no poverty no there was no poverty there weren't any homeless people. There were no nobody living on the street, and then the uh, international bankers came over and said, "Oh no no no, we're going to help you, and we're going to restructure your economy, and we're going to give you all these loans, and that's it." They sold their sold to these bankers for these loans, and now the banks call the shots. They tell they tell you they tell you the president or whoever runs the country how you should do your business, and and everything went. Downhill from there. Anyway, it's strange, 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 and it it's like it's in our face, and somehow or another, we're gonna we're gonna turn it around because we because we have to. There's no option here, you know. Turn it around now. Stop that car, and uh, we're gonna get it right. But I think that I'm honestly, you know, this is the Shanghai show. And I can honestly say that if it wasn't for Shungite, I wouldn't be so sure that we are going to turn it around. And it comes from the fact that Shungite, the, the magic of Shungite just never stops. It's always showing us something more and something more and something more. And the very fact that it exists, it's like we were talking about in the last show on Cosmic Reality Radio show, um, that... The concept of Shungite is that it was sitting there waiting for us, and now we have it. And what does it do? Well, it levels the playing field. And tonight, we're going to have the Cosmic Reality Radio Show, and we're going to talk about uh, some devices that Walt made in conjunction with another uh, woman, who uh, Mary Hardy, who was said that she had gotten messaging from the Templars and that the Templars gave her this uh, concept of uh, how to create a vortex. And so we're going to talk about all of that, you know, on, on that show. But what we're, what we're talking about when we talk about Shungite leveling the, the playing field is that because we are now beginning to understand the energies associated with everything that we in life and how are they you know how they control us and stuff shungite is a way of protecting ourselves of continually getting ourselves back into a state of balance so that no matter how much crapola that they give to the people that are on shungite young or old you know you, you you're in you're much more attuned to your higher self that's probably your inner self and so you're more connected to you know, the frequencies that allow us to be able to look at Godzilla and say, well, it's a big AI weapon. It's a, it's a weaponized you know, creation that's based on AI, artificial intelligence. And um, there's so much to Shungite 
that, like I say, it's magically teaching us to access the potentials that we have that were God-given from this instant that humanity was created. The ability to tap into what we call the psychic, you know, the, the paranormal. No, they've made us think that it's psychic and paranormal and something out of the norm. Because why? Going back to the rules of cosmic reality. Reality is what we think it is. And the majority rules, rule two. And those in charge keep everybody from knowing rule one and two. So the concept that they want to give you a messaging in, um, you know, the uh, what was Wonder Woman movie concerning don't manifest, don't manifest, it's always going to go wrong. No, that's what they wanted you to believe, so you won't manifest. You know, exactly. the, the concept that um, you're going to kill all my family if if I don't do exactly what you say. Well, that's true, unless everybody says it. And the idea that we can project into the subconscious of humanity, the super subconscious, which is what we do every time we do a radio show. We're, we're, we're talking to one another. We're making thoughts. Those thoughts are going up there. Our listeners are listening. Their thoughts are going up there. That's how we've come as far as we've come, is through information, getting the information out. But the fact that we've got Shungite that keeps people balanced, stable, that the electromagnetic pollution around you, you can mitigate. You can mitigate toxicity in your water. All of this stuff is a gift by Gaia or Gaia asking for the gift. And we talked about that last week. You know, it's like when, when we get into a concept of free will, you have the free will to, you know, risk everything, your family, your pets and everything to come out with the truth. But that's not a very good option for most people. So, okay, the option is is to do what you need to do to survive and hope somebody, like your inner self, you know, screams help loud enough that the rest of the people can hear to, to free you. Like, you know, Jesse uh, got herself away from those people, um, you know, the dark side, the control mechanism. So we've all got the potential for breaking away. But we, as the ones that are standing outside of all these people that have been kind of lost into the matrix, we've got to believe in them. They can wake up. Give them the opportunity. Because if we keep focusing negative energy on how bad they are, then that just perpetuates the energy field in that way. If we don't, if we throw those dolly blankets of love blankets out to all these people, I think that we'll be much more effective than to think of them as the enemy. We should think of them as victims that need help. That's my opinion. Um, but we're at the top of the hour here. Uh, did you want to say anything more on that, Walt? Uh, nope. How about you, Mark? You want to make a comment? I'll wait till after the break. Okay. We're going to do uh, Craig Stewart, Shungite, We the People, because I think that, that Shungite is, you know, one of the ways that, that we have to change at the 3D level the energy fields so that we can become all that we can become.
Welcome back to Shungite Reality. It is April 6, 2021. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Walt Silva and Mark Joseph. Um, Derek's not here today. <laughs> um, okay, so you guys back, yes? Yes. Awesome. What would you like to um, say or comment on? Um, I wanted to go to your state. Uh, regarding local news, um, that the governor declared a state of emergency of some something that happened in Tampa Bay of uh, radioactive water. I don't know if you know anything about that. I don't know anything about that. I started looking at it, and I just all of a sudden wasn't there. I don't know what happened. It's a uh, phosphate. I, I believe it has to do with a phosphate plant up there. Yeah, it's like hundreds of millions of gallons are going to spill into like um, hundreds of homes. That there's a toxic water leak in uh, Manatee County. Yeah, um, that's all. That's about all I know. Oh, it's okay. up in the north part of right. the state. Um. Yes, we should probably put some. Some energy out there. Thank you for reminding me. I should just double checking on that. Yeah. Um, I wanted to read something because Walt put up a new post in his Facebook page and of course his uh, new Paradigm Tools um, um, page also. It's uh, on the Eagle, Shungite Cloudbuster. I can read the description or maybe Walt No, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, cool. So this description is also in his website, newparadigmtools.net The Eagle, Shungite Cloudbuster. My muse and clue dropper, Nancy Hopkins, wrote that she needed something to help her address the issue of excessive precipitation where she lives in Florida. I explained to her that the Cloudbuster, as designed by Don Croft, was meant to establish a balance between the earth and sky in the sense that if there, there's excessive rain, it will be reduced, and if there's a drought, it will begin, begin to rain in a normal fashion. <clears throat> My personal experience back in 2005 
In that year, the state of Minnesota was in severe drought. After I set up the first cloudbuster, it rained every week until drought conditions were called off. Since that time, I've learned to incorporate Sperling Tech to my energy devices to make them active and self-cleaning. Besides the addition of Shungite to make them programmable and capable of treating EMF, I've added two pipes, bringing them to a total of eight, also since the base pipes are active, meaning that they are circulating the ongoing nonstop. The pipes do not need to be so high as regular cloud blusters. This unit has three-foot pipes plugging to the one-foot pipes of the base. Finally, since getting the unit to Nancy became an adventure worthy of in Indiana Jones, she exclaimed, the eagle has landed when she finally received the unit, so the name stuck. She programmed the unit to, quote-unquote, rain only at night, and it appears both she and her friend Dolly, who lives 40 miles away, uh, uh, 40 miles north, uh, succeeded. And that's it. Plus, the, plus Nancy and, uh, and Dolly both helped me with a, with a, a sentence structure and correction. So, so they did, they did the, 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 what do you call it? The, the proofing on the, on the text. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mean on the on the text and the the description? Yeah, because yeah. you mentioned that I that uh, my paragraph structure was right. was uh, uneven, and she pointed to an error of spelling that I had. So, <laughs> they, they yeah. were part of the cleaning problem process. <laughs> but you can now get your you can buy your own uh, eagle a version of it because. Um, well, it, it it is an amazing tool um, to be able to do not just what it was intended to do, which to you know was to regulate the weather patterns, but it's like Dolly says, it multitasks and you can ask it to do all sorts of things. And again, it's not that you know we think that the device is is you know, this glamorous device that we should adore like the golden calf in the Bible stories. We understand it's a way of enhancing our own abilities to manifest. Because when you're focusing on the eagle to assist you in correcting something that might be off, um, this is, this is your, you're doing it. It's you working with a device that has been created in order to expand your intentions into a much more, let's say, enhanced or facilitated manifestation. And because it's based on Shanghai, you can't use it for evil purposes. You can't weaponize this. You know, you can weaponize a cloudbuster, but you can't weaponize a cloudbuster with shungite in it. Now, and that's because we keep telling people shungite doesn't do bad. It, it's just not programmed for it. Well, that was the programming it was sent here for, and I do my damnedest to make sure people understand this, that as long as we're believing that, it's true. You know, I suppose that at some point or some place you could do bad things with Shanghai, but not today in this environment that our reality is so connected to the energies and the messaging associated with Shanghai. It's taken 
one little pile of black energy, just this dark, you know, remember every, all the all the all the colors are in black. All of the the energies that are contained within the Shungite field, as as we've said before, not only my guides, but you know, um, Andrew Bartz has said that Shungite is is capable of absolute power. You know, it can do all sorts of things. It's got everything you need to build to do, but it is manifesting because of Gaia's request for it. You know, because when you start to use Shungite, yes, you're changing yourself, but you are also affecting other people around you. Their free will, their concept of, oh, I'm going to, you know, free will, most of the time nobody's using it. But in the in the concept of free will regarding Shungite, regarding Gaia, it was Gaia who requested help. And as, as I think you pointed out, Walt, she's not locked into time, so she might have said, wow, this experiment that I'm doing has the potentiality of going very, very wrong. So maybe I should have a, a, something that will level the playing field, sitting there waiting for the time that it may be needed. And boom, we certainly do need it. We need it to balance ourselves, but as we're balancing ourselves, we become a more solid energy field. That energy field is overpowering the people around us, and they are changing, whether they understand it or not. And that's why we get, when, when people start to use Shungai, um, I... I I was not the the one that coined it, but I certainly have used it a number of times. Um, this the Shungite Smackdown, because when you get it, you're you're changing. So when you're changing, your environment's changing, and a lot of people have, you know, all of a sudden personality clashes, or the clashes are coming out into the opening, and it's like a Smackdown, you know. Oh, my husband just said he wanted to divorce me. Well, is that a bad thing or a good thing? You know, so there's a lot of changes associated with the Shungite itself because Gaia's the one that is behind it all. She's I, the one I, that requested. I have it. to say it. I experienced it. I I experienced it. Bouts of uh, bouts of anger, and you don't know what 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 is this from? And, and no, and I realized it, it was uh, pulling out crap. That you, you you're holding on to and not even realize that you're holding on to it. So it it is, and that's why it's such a game changer and lay, uh, laying leveling the playing field is is because in order to the, the Shanghai gave us back ownership of our energy. Prior to that, we're walking around contaminated by all these cabal programs. And we don't even realize it. We think life is going on as normal. No, normal for them, but it's so unnormal. You don't know anything else. Yep, and that's why we tell people, you know, get the Shanghai. It compared to other modalities, it's not very expensive at all. It's dirt cheap, so to speak. And to just protect, you know, put the. And it's and Derek doesn't like the word protection, but armor yourself up against this stuff, you know, um, and begin to realize that you know. First off, everybody that's involved with Shungite now has an imprint in their own electromagnetic, bioelectromagnetic field. It's a fragment. I call them fragments, fragments of energy, and one of those is now Shungite. So 
the more that the, and, and Bartzis referred to this, we're becoming Shungite beings. And again, it's not some it's not some metaphysical concept or some woo-woo thing or some religion at all. It's the cosmos giving us a gift that counteracts all of the stuff that's trying to tear us apart. This is building us up. This is stabilizing us. So it's incredibly important that everybody gets some shungite into their life. And the more you use it, the more powerful it becomes. Because it's all linked at the quantum level as a quantum entanglement with the shungite bed in Russia. So if if Walt is working with something and he goes, Oh my God, I didn't know shungite did that too. Every piece of shungite now will reveal itself as a, you know, I can do that too. Every piece of shungite that is respected and given back to Mother Nature in the gifting of the shungite energy field, that's all working together. So, if, you, if you're new to shungite, and this all sounds like absurdity, we've been at this since 2014. And shungite has never disappointed. It's only taught us more. So, um, yeah. Mark. Hello? Had to unmute there. Um, yeah, so I wanted to comment on, on um, Walt's newest item, that especially with um, the location you're at. Uh, I, I expressed to you, Nancy, that um, my concern about Florida being attacked as it's leading the freedom states as, uh, as a template of what states can do to, you know, um, free themselves more. And and that the you know, we, we saw what happened to Texas right after they wanted to secede, they had that uh, they had that attack and the eagle could be something to counter the cabal's weather weapons, especially since uh, there's hurricanes and other stuff always going on over there. Um, and people can always hear the details of the eagles working in past cosmic reality shows. Uh, I think I think the past two months you guys had detailed about it, the ongoing progress and placement. And those are free downloads at uh, the archive page. Um, how's it been going with that as far as progress and holding the fort, Nancy? Well, in, in my case, okay, the yes, I, I had him build the eagle because I wanted to deal with the flooding. I'd had three floods in five weeks. It was crazy. Um, but as he and I were talking about it and... You know that you know a lot. A lot of things went into that talk. I realized that it's not it's not specifically for the purpose that I thought it was for. And this this will happen to people. You're doing something, and you think you know why you're doing it, and then all of a sudden you realize, no, I was doing this because I was guided to put this here because of something. And so my attitude towards the eagle was. You tell me what I need to do to make this work. But I really believe that this is one of Gaia's creations, one of the, you know, the, the ETs that are, are, are nurturing Gaia through this, you know, rebirth into a new being because that's what's happening with her. Um, so it, 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 I, know how to, I know how to operate it. Um, they've shown me that. And it's... Uh, 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 just just the technique of being able to um and we'll talk about that in detail tonight 
but it's a technique to be able to operate it. But I'm not so inclined to go out there and say, oh, can you do this and can you do that? It's a sense. Now, you said something about the the uh, problem up in, in, in uh, northern Florida, and I'd already been, you know, jolted to that, but I didn't react. So now that I've got this a second time, yes, I just programmed the... Well, it's not so much programming is it's it's your intention is the programming and you have to be able to focus and say okay look at we got a situation that needs to be addressed and so haponopono you know make it right don't let this happen we don't have any contract with this you know and so it, it it's a matter of let's say somebody was intentionally trying to make this happen or for whatever reason, they just want ill will on on Florida. When you when you're dealing with that, you're dealing with a specific timeline, a specific concept of what's about to happen. Well, in order for that all to happen, which is somebody using the first rule of cosmic reality, I'm going to I'm going to think it into reality, okay, by programming, by thinking, by intention. And so they're putting out that timeline. But if there's enough of us that understand that that is what's happening, we can change it. And we can change it by simply the intention, our intention. No, we don't have any contract with that. And when we're using a device like the eagle, when you're engaging the shungite around you, it doesn't have to be specifically the eagle. Remember, this eagle, I, I knew about this for a very long time. But they forced me, after three floods in five weeks, to make uh, take action. Which was, yes, build um, this thing for um, me. There's something else that we witnessed in, our, in, in this journey over the Shanghai. Uh, remember the Animus River? The, the mind that uh, overflowed and poured all the chemical crap into the Animus River? And we sent a Shanghai turtle, and the, the lady was astounded how when she went to see the what, what was happening with the river, it cleared up the river. But if you remember, when everything was in place, but we just had to wait because unbeknownst to us, there were others in the collective, in the human collective, that, that wanted to add their energy to it, remember? Yes, and it was like we had all the, the devices, and it wasn't just the turtle. The turtle was the 3D, okay? Mm-hmm. And it was sent to the person that, in, you know, made us aware of this problem, and she put it into the to the river. But at the same time, we were doing an etheric operation to clear it from the etheric side, the blueprint side. And so we had these etheric devices we were working with, virtually every nature spirit you can imagine, and etheric spirits too. And we had it all ready to go. And I, I didn't even think about turning it on. And one of them said, is it on? And I went, oh. And I, So I asked Gaia, and she said, wait. And at that moment, I had a remote view where I'm above. I'm above the, um, the uh, continental United States, like I'm, like I'm over New England looking down and all of a sudden I see all these flickers of light come up and they're coming up and one, one and one, 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 one and then they started to get together and when there was this massive 
almost like a, a covering over this area because there were so many of these lights. Then boom, the thing turned on. And what did it do? It took millions and millions of gallons of metal and crap in, that was in those mines and it reversed it. It reversed the, the molecular configuration. It was a shungite burst of energy because shungite takes a molecule that is toxic and running contrary to the rotation of a normal life, biological life, and when it was when it, when it turned on, all of those molecules that were so nasty, they they got hit with the field, tried to reverse their their rotation and couldn't they lost molecular cohesion and fell into atoms so the next morning they get up and they look at the water and there's the water looks clear except in some places they found uh little pockets of like orange stuff because if you remember the whole rivers were full of this orange stuff and um so it just needed a little more time a little more tweaking i don't know why we had any residual at all but we did um and it was, you know, we all, all we know is that there was, and it was very limited, very limited. And it was many miles from where the problem had started. Um, so, but they were, that cleared up. And, you know, you go back there now and they, they tell you that there's still pollution in the, in the, in the river system. But it's not the one that was going to kill, it was three states in the Navajo Nation, was what they estimated would lose all their water, it would all be poisoned. And none of that happened. And but that's because because I checked it I said geez they shouldn't have any but what happened was that they're continuing to do the, the, the these mines are leaking into the river it's not the one that we dealt with it's it's other ones you know and um, so I suppose we should probably go back there and figure that out but you know right now I think that the work we've done with other etheric devices clearing the water all over the world is that, you know, I think it's it's okay anyway. I just think that, you know, there, there's such a, a, a lack of information. We're in the information age, and we're getting overwhelmed by all this drama, but there's a real lack of information on, a, on so many things that we've done. You know, we, we put out that, we did a show, and Walt and I worked with a, a amazingly Shungite, you know, device, that was to purify water. And we had done it for the uh, area uh, in the Ukraine, cleared out this whole reservoir system. And we were working with the Russians. The Russians asked us to do it. And he had sent the device. and then, But the device never got in the water until months later <laughs> because they found out <laughs> that it cleared the radiation in the air. It was traveling all over it was traveling. the Ukraine. You know, and we kept trying to tell them if you put it in the water, it will do the whole area because the water acts like a huge amplifier. But anyway, they finally, by the time they got the device in the water, the water was clear, <laughs> you know, basically. And uh, so then they wanted us to do the Black Sea. And, you know, I'm going to Walt. Walt, we can't keep making these things and giving these to people that, you know, we lose control and we don't have the documentation. You know, I said, let's just do it etherically. Let's do it remotely. And so um, that's when we started understanding, you know, why why do I tell people, uh, you know, how you can use that, you, you create your own etheric energy field of the eagle, 
so that you can bring it to you without spending all that money. Now, Walt will gladly give you these because in the 3D, the more of these we can bring into the 3D, the more solidified will become the, uh, I don't want to call it control, but the stabilization of getting rid of all the toxicity. It will work to a degree. I don't know the degree. We've got people out there working with these things. They're the ones that got to come back and report. You know, how? what's happening? Are you putting these pictures? And all you do is you take a picture of the eagle. I think it's about maybe four weeks back. But it's the Cosmic Reality uh, radio show. You go to the archives. It's under the radio tab. Go down to archive. And then um, we'll actually do this. Go to, the, go to the books and blogs. Hit the blog. It says blog. And it opens up. And all those blogs are actually weekly scheduled the radio archives so go back about four weeks and click on it and if you see the picture of uh cosmic reality and um and the eagle uh, which is a uh copper copper standing up pipes eight pipes when you see that picture then that's the show where we we show the uh you get a picture of the eagle and then all you have to do is print that out then you get a picture of your location, like you know Google Earth or whatever, and then you take the one that's the eagle and have it looking up. It's on its back. Take the one that is your property and put the map side on top of. The, no, wait a minute. Did I just do that backwards? No, that's right. So that you got the blank up, right, Walt? Isn't that the way it is? I have to think here. As long as both pictures are together and they're touching each other, really the order is not that critical. Well, the important well, thing is that you're, you know, the, you have both are in touch, and and your your intention and your consciousness is aware of. I mean, that's the most important part that you're aware the property is now covered. Right, but the thing of it is, is that when we were doing this the first time, you said to me. They want me to turn this over. And I said, they want it so that the blank is up? And you said, yes. So it's something that the guides put out there. I agree with you. I thought the same thing. But because they specified that that's the way they want it. You know, it's like you put the, the pictures of the two together. Now, whether one's on top of the other, I don't think that matters. But I think it the, the, what I, the impression I get is that you don't. You want the two, two pictures to be together, instead of the, you know, who knows at the at the quantum level if a piece of paper is going to matter. You know what? I just try to take. I just try to really listen to the directions and do this. But anyway, so people can do that and see if they can't, um, not only adjust the um, weather patterns that you might be too dry or too too wet, but also um, you can program it to get rid of the chemtrails. Because um, that's another piece and parcel of these I was, devices. Um, two days ago, there were a, a ton of trails here in Minneapolis. But I noticed something that their behavior is not like the standard. Years of watching chemtrails, you more or less every single day that they were spraying chemtrails, you always see the same kind of behavior. They spray this ribbon then the ribbon begins to grow little, little tendrils to the side, and then they expand, 
and then uh, uh, the sky that wake that you wake up to a sky that's co- totally clear is now completely white and overcast. That was always the same, you know, same thing, you know, prior to having the, the Cloudbuster. But then when I when the first Cloudbuster went up, you know, it cleared up the chemtrails. But then they started spraying, I guess, a more persistent trail. So I had to uh, accompany the Cloudbuster with an active intention for the day. So I would say, okay, thank you for clearing all chemtrails in the sky today. So every day I would refresh that intention so that, you know, they would spray and it would last a very short time and it would disappear. So I started seeing after a long while of no chemtrail activity, I started seeing chemtrails again. So two days ago, I saw the, the spraying, and I remember send, sending out the, the uh, intention to the Cloudbuster, you know, thank you for clearing the chemtrails in the sky today. But I, I noticed no change, and I said, is something going on? What's So I started asking questions with the pendulum, and I asked, are these chemtrails... Uh, harmful for the environment and I get no are these harmful uh, are these chemtrails beneficial for the environment and I got yes and I realized that they were not behaving like the chemtrails that I normally would see is that you know they begin to the ribbons begin to expand the sky becomes white and overcast and that's it no more no more sun for the rest of that day this was not like that at all the, they would spray the ribbon, the ribbon would stay a ribbon, and then it would begin to dissipate, and the sky would go back to being blue. And I, and I thought, wait, I saw, I saw them spraying, why isn't the sky white? No. The, the, the sky, once the, these things dissipated, the sky remained a, a little bit hazy, but you could still see the sun. So I don't know, I asked with a pen. Are these things harmful for the environment? No. So I don't. Maybe it's a new. It's a. Well, back back of a while, when they first took out China Lake, when they went in the dumps in China Lake, and they freed about, I think it's about eight thousand children, and I know people think that this is malarkey. Well, uh, you know, I didn't see enough proof to make me absolutely sure, but I have now. There's too much talk about what happened in China Lake. But supposedly, one of the reasons that they went into China Lake specifically as the first attack was to get the chemtrail chemicals. That the facility there was holding those things. And and at that point, there was a change from the chemtrails being dangerous to chemtrails that were designed to get the crap that they put in the air and on the ground gone. It was probably shungite dust. <laughs> I would not be surprised. That's what I'd use. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that that's what I put in the, you know, the, um, the you can buy them at any, at any hardware, hardware ho- uh, store, the uh, fertilizer sprayer. You can, they sell these sprayers that will handle either liquid or powder fertilizer. So I bought one of those things, but instead of putting fertilizer, I just put uh, shungite powder <laughs> and just sprayed until all the powder was gone and it was it was just water. And uh, the next the next year, um, 
the backyard grew up like a jungle. In fact, because I was in the hospital for a month and nobody mowed the grass, uh, all the bushes were about my height. <laughs> Poor Gandhi didn't even have a place where to she could walk because there was so much vegetation. Uh, Gandhi is his goose. <laughs> the wild yeah, goose Canada, that he got. Canada goose. <laughs> the Canada goose that he, he got as a baby, and they found him in, in she. She, right? Uh, we think so. Yeah, that's what I thought. I think so. Um, and she just has never left. <laughs> so, uh, and she likes ice cream. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, so we haven't really answered any questions from the Facebook thing um, there. We keep getting off on this. This is what this show does. It just goes off on these tangents. Ask Mark, Mark, bring out the questions. Open the box. Oh, yeah, I got them listed down, but wanted to ask about the one that was sent overseas. Was that the water turtle, the one that was being carried around the country and clearing the air? Yeah, and it was okay. made specially for them. It was awesome. It, you know, I I didn't have it in my hands. I saw a picture of it, and I was like, it's a good thing he didn't send it to me because I wouldn't have let this thing go. It was gorgeous. The It was just it was a masterpiece. Yeah, but they they got it and um, see they had a they had a radiation leak. This was this was a weird story because when we were when we first tried to help them out, we we know where the reservoir was, so we pulled it up. We got a uh, what was the elevation of the reservoir because we were looking for nuclear sites because when I scanned it and when the Russians were scanning it. Um, they were getting a lot of radiation in it. And I agreed, you know, yeah, there's some kind of nuclear radiation in this water. And it also had petroleum problems, but it was the radiation that was the, was yucky. And um, so what what happened was that they, they have a problem with the radiation in the air. And so they've all got these radiation meters in their homes. And so the guy gets the, the, <laughs> gets the turtle there and... All of a sudden, the radiation meter drops down, you know. What happened to the radiation in the air? And, and they well, found... According, according to them, the, the radiation that they ended up measuring was less, a lot less than what was considered normal and acceptable for the their background. area. Yeah, the background. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, and they found that it, they could take it in somebody else's house, the same thing would happen. So <laughs> we don't know. It was months before we ever... So, and I was never really sure, did they ever put it in the water? You know, it was like, yeah, we put it in the water. Well, we don't know that they did that, you know. But like I say, by then, the uh, because the radius of it was so phenomenal. Um, amazing piece of, of, of uh, it's science. It's, it's Shungite science. It all ma- it's all making, being, you know, made to go because of the Shungite field. Uh, just rotating like a wow! It's it's pretty pretty impressive rotation in it. Anyway, Mark. Um, I also wanted to mention that probably the fastest for me easiest way to get the shows this one and upcoming or the previous ones is uh, iPhone um, podcast. You can subscribe and then the auto, the downloads are automatic. So and that's been. I guess the the best place where most people have been listening to the show, right, Nancy? Yes, 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 yes. 
that's true. Um, yeah, you, 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 we don't do the videos anymore. You all know this because of you know the BS out there. But um, the podcasts are, are working for a lot of people. Uh, right now, I well, it took me what at least four years to be able to get the number of uh, viewers that we were seeing on a weekly basis, and we're probably about two thirds of the way there already in podcasts compared to YouTube. So the shows are getting out there, and for that I'm very grateful. We do try to give you... Well, we're here for entertainment purposes only. Really? Yeah, okay. But we try to give you a, a, an honest uh, presentation of what we know is being, you know, the real reality. <laughs> the one we're building. Not that Matrix thingy. Yeah, what I like about the easily accessible podcast in, in, in my phone is that you, if you want to hear a certain... A clip or a highlight from the show you could do like a quick rewind 15 seconds before or after and even speed or slow the uh the voice um uh, what do you call it timing so pretty good advantages with that um were you gonna have a radio 5g tomorrow nancy like i wonder what the topic was for tomorrow well i'm hoping to um Michael gets awfully busy with he's got he's got a lot of really good projects so I'm hoping to and I've got a, a an hour tape of uh, Austin Fitz again Catherine Austin Fitz and she's giving another overview she, she gives I mean it, you can listen to a new number of her uh, videos and her and you'll hear repetitious stories you know but she always gives you a slightly different angle to what's happening. So as far as somebody that presents reality from a 3D perspective, very 3D-ish, um, she's amazing. So I'm probably going to, um, if we have the show uh, live, it'll be that with um, he and I talking about it afterwards. So that's what's coming up. Another I'm a, take yeah. on reality. I'm a subscriber of her a membership, and she does give weekly updates on reports, uh, news highlights, and so the one from last week was really uh, eye-opening. So, if and you don't need to be a member to to, to uh, see this article. So if you go to home.solari.com, S-O-L-A-R-I, there's a really eye-opening um, what do you call it? Article from J from Japan that's translated, um, and it's dated April second. It, it the headline is. Japan forbids blood donations by COVID-19 injection recipients. It, it goes through the other, like how you can or how you can donate blood from other things. But it, it was really just one sentence based on the headline, which is those who have been vaccinated against new coronaviruses are not allowed to donate blood for the time being. So she highlighted that in her uh, news highlights from last week. And, and I sent a copy of that to Nancy. It's like a couple hours, but... Um, yeah, that was really eye-opening as far as, okay, what does this thing really do and how it's possibly going to spread? Because you don't hear anything like that in other countries, just Japan. So that was pretty wild. Yeah, I uh, I was over at um, next door to Easter, and this friend of Sandy's came over just dropping off her dog to be babysat. And she said, oh, I got the second vaccination, and it was just awful. And she goes into all these symptoms, I mean... 
son of a bitch it sounded like the flu to me <laughs> you know but it she was just like awful you know and i'm sitting there going like i can't believe these people are doing this <laughs> you know trust your body if your body if if every every joint is aching if you're dizzy if you're feeling like you got a fever if if all of this stuff is happening don't you think your body is trying to tell you that it's under attack but no the government knows better than my body well don't yeah you know? but the, you know on the on the vials i've i've I, this is what i understand is that on the vials of these vaccinations as they call them I got that in air quotes you know the inoculations um, they say not FDA approved who needs the FDA you know I mean <clears throat> hey listen anybody out there that's being told mandatorily they have to take this thing you tell them I was always told don't do anything that's not FDA approved is this FDA approved and make sure that you've already done your homework and you've seen what's posted on those bottles, and see if I'm right because I heard this. I, I didn't do I didn't do dil- due diligence on this one, boys and girls. I'm sorry, but um, check me out, see if it's true because that's that's your out. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm the guinea pig, and you, you know, I mean, that's basically. I'm not going to be the guinea pig. It's not FDA approved. No, I'm not going to do it. What I find super funny is the people on the street with double masks. Uh, it's like, oh, if one mask doesn't do it, do you think two are going to make a difference? <laughs> and the CDC has come out and said the masks don't make a difference. But don't tell that to those people that follow the science. <laughs> Trusting the science, right? Trusting the science. <laughs> Trust the science. Most <laughs> religious. Or trust all. Well, you know that's another thing about this whole woke society. There was um, some segment, I think it was on Fox, that they were discussing the concept of wokeism being the new religion. And you know they were were going through the list of what what is a religion, and sure enough, you know this thing was conforming to it pretty radically. So. Um, yeah, that's why they wanted to shut down. Because they want a one-world religion based on wokeism. <laughs> good, good. Uh, that's bizarre land. Uh, anyway, you got any questions? or? Uh... Yeah, so in the group there's been... I, I compiled two months' worth of questions. There weren't all too many. But I love the basic stuff. So the first one is... Let me see. Have... I've been reading about the three nuggets on the cold water in Pipe and Nancy's book. Does this method only energize or also structure and filter? I just I had just got some under sink filter cartridges before reading the book and don't want to double up unnecessarily. Well, um, I'll tell you what it does. When you've got the shungite field on a water pipe, like your cold water pipe, okay, what's happening is that as the molecules enter the field they begin to take on the spin of the biocompatible spin of the field of the shungite therefore becoming active the water becomes what's sometimes referred to as structured but in my opinion it becomes alive again it starts moving okay now they have uh devices that they've worked on that puts a, a a geometric shape into inside a pipe that you would then cut your pipes and put this replacement in that will cause the 
water from a 3D movement thing to bounce around like they do uh, in a brook. That is one of the reasons that water in a brook is always very alive. It's because it's being bounced around at the 3D. In the Shungite situation, it's at the molecular level. Everything begins to sp spin because of the field, the energy field, not that it's going through this, this geometric processing. And I was told by the guy that developed one of these versions that um, he was using, they, ha they admit that they put uh, inside of their, their device, they also put a mineral uh, uh, structure uh, that the water goes through the minerals, okay? And so after he retired from being the CEO of that company, I said to him, do you put shungite in there? And he said, yes. And I said, how much shungite do you use in your product? And he said, well, we import eight ton of it a year. So a lot of these devices out there that may be, you know, seemingly structuring water are and charging a lot of money for it. I'm not saying they don't work. But what I'm saying is you can get the same effect if you use three nuggets of shungite. And... The, does it? Yes, it detoxifies it because the water now is is rotating in the field, but the molecules of toxins being carried into that field, which are rotating the opposite way, now get hit with the shungite field. They try to make the adjustment to spin with the same in, in the same uh, rotation as the shungite field, but. When you do that with an electromagnetic signal, it just reverses, no problem. But these are molecules that have to stop what they're doing and all of a sudden take on a different spin. And during that process, you get a loss of molecular cohesion and they fall into atoms. All you get is a bunch of atoms now. So yes, it does detoxify. So you do get living water that's now alive and moving so that your body sees it as living and wants to absorb it so you get more absorption into your body when you're using this water but also you've got the detoxification because of the loss of molecular cohesion and toxic materials three nuggets is all you need now when you put on something like a magnet on the, on the pipe you're um, doing even more to the water you're doing more. It, it, it's, it, now it takes on a magnetic, and I think that the orgon, um, uh, the, the, the toroidal field that you're getting in, in the area of the magnet gets everything going even faster, so to speak. But um, it's also pulling in. It's, it's acting like a, like a tornado picking up more orgon. So you're bringing more orgon into the, into the water structure, I, I believe. That's, that's just the way I see it. So this is where we get to how Walt and I work. I say, Walt, I think it's doing this, and then Walt thinks about it, and he figures out a way, an experiment, to try to prove or disprove me. And then out of that, we normally have another product. But in this case, we're just checking something that we've known about from the beginning. Three nuggets is all you need. Now, I will say this, that when you have a valve, okay, like uh, your cold water comes into your house and it goes through all the pipes, but when it gets to the toilet, there's a valve that shuts it off. When you shut it off, even though, I'm not going to get into that, but when it shuts off, 
you sort of disconnect from the shungite field of those three nuggets. And it's not so much that you're outside the field, you are outside the field. But once those, those, when water is traveling down a pipe and it's alive, it stays traveling down a pipe until it goes about a hundred or so more than that feet away from where it was, where it was alive. It starts to lose its, its, its spin. Not so much with shungite water, but it starts to lose its spin. They say a hundred feet, or if it takes a ninety-degree angle, because in the turning of the ninety-degree angle, apparently you can also have a decrease in the spin. So when you've got a valve like at your toilet, you've stopped the spin of the water, and that's when you can get gunk growing in your in your. You know, I had this this algae stuff in my toilet. I go, where the hell did this stuff come from? <laughs> but you have to put three nuggets in your toilet tank, off to the side, so it doesn't affect the mechanism. Um, but you need to do that to make a, another shungite field for that toilet. And once you do that, you'll find that you'll you won't have to clean your toilet as much. Um, but anytime there's a valve where something's shutting down or it's taking a ninety degree angle. You might want to consider um, putting another set of three, and you just have to tape them. They don't have to be in a line. They don't have to be touching. They just have to be, you know, together, so to speak, on the pipe. And you can just tape it with, I say, duct tape, because everybody seems to have duct tape. But you know, whatever tape you got. And if people look back at old YouTube uh, Shungite shows, even Cosmic Reality, you guys did a curling photography of what one rock looks like versus three and people can see that visual on like the front cover of uh, one of the uh, a few of the past shows if, if people want to see a measurable difference Nancy yeah and I and in the book um, we have that posted too it was Sophia um, Blanc from Russia she's she she did the Karelian photography and um, so she sends it to me and I, I send a copy over to Walt and Walt comes back and he says Wow, look at this. I hadn't even noticed it. But you can see it's got three pieces of shungite, and you can see each of the definitive shungite fields associated with you know, whatever piece of shungite we're looking at. But then there was a secondary field that was linking all three of them right there in the, photo- in the photograph, just like we thought would happen. And um, that, was, that was an amazing piece of science. That's, it's also some one of the things that uh, I had initially heard from Nancy on the subject of of Shanghai. In the first few times that uh, like we 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 would talk, um, I think she said it in in one of the shows in Wolf Spirit Radio, is that she had found that okay when you're working with the uh, mineral vibrations, okay quartz is quartz. Uh, any, uh, for example, if you have another um, stone like jasper, whatever, whatever the stone is, you you are working with the vibration of that stone. So if you are dealing with the vibration of quartz, uh, more or less all the quartzes are the same. So it doesn't matter if it's clear quartz. It's if it's quartz, it's, it has a definitive. Uh, vibration, but Nancy had determined that with the Shanghai nuggets, 
each nugget was unique. No two nuggets had the same resonant field. So she found that if you had two or more nuggets, they they were bouncing, they were bouncing, uh, bouncing off of each other. They they were having a, like a kind of synergy, meaning that they were resonating and bouncing off of each other. So that's why when you get at least three nuggets together, they do more work than just one nugget by itself because of this resonation, this resonant work that's happening between the pieces. And of course, when you're dealing with powder, well, that's the most because there you're dealing with millions of or billions of particles. There's, they're so tiny. That's why in, with I tell people on the subject of Shanghai, a brick has more energy than a five-ton boulder. And the nugget has more energy than a brick. And powder has more energy than, than the nuggets. I'm not saying, you know, get rid of all your nuggets and only get powder. No, I'm just saying is that, you know, different applications for different things. And, and if you're concerned with the amount of energy, uh, the, the, to me at least, it works, the, the rule that less is more. Uh, with and I, and I learned that from Nancy. So, Mark, got anything else? We got about five minutes, four minutes. Yeah, I, I wondered how far I could apply the less is more concept, quality over quantity. Where I, I bought the um, Derek's uh, Shungite powder, and he also sells S4 powder. So I put S4 powder in anything. I have like, especially in the bathroom, lotion, shampoos, whatever, things like that, so that I have S4 on me throughout the whole day. I don't have to worry about, you know, all the Wi-Fi around. And I don't know if you guys can go off on that as far as the powder being more powerful. Too. And the bees do that too, like as an armor. So. Well, it, yeah, yeah, absolutely. The powder is the most potent form of the the energy um but you also have to think in terms of just what's practical okay what's practical is just what you said you know put it in everything that you put on your body because you're going to detoxify that stuff of stuff that shouldn't be on your body and it's going to enhance the things that are good for your body so from that standpoint you know yeah i i i use the shampoo the shungite shampoo um the second thing is that when, when you're thinking in terms of, like, dependence, okay? Okay, you you got the shungite and you got all these little pieces that come together and they create this really intense shungite field. But when you're doing, like, a pendant that is an energy device in and of itself and you've got the wire wrapped around it, not only are you increasing your shungite field within your bioelectromagnetic field, but you're also increasing the organ flow because the organ is being attracted to the metal and is moving through the shungite, so you have another dynamic there. Um, virtually every way that you can, you know, think of from, from beads on your wrist, you know, well, what's happening there? Well, you know, you'll see that they start to work in unison. That, you know, but again, it's up to you and what you're feeling comfortable with. Because you're all unique beings, and you have to really kind of like just sit and and feel, you know, and 
you know, a lot of you can see more than you think. Let the thoughts come into your head. Just go with them. And that's the way to, to deal with Shungite because it's so specific for the individual. Anyway, we're here. we got to start sign off here. So um, why don't you uh, just walk, tell them your website and... Um, you know, say good night to every or good morning, oh. I guess. Well, our morning, <laughs> your morning, afternoon. <laughs> Thank you for being with us. Uh, my website is newparadigmtools.net, and uh, if if you want to listen, to, to list, continue listening to us, uh, we'll be here. Uh, what is it? Five o'clock my time, six o'clock your time on the East Coast. Correct. Correct. And he did a show on Say What last week, or last Saturday. And you can get that in the archive. That was a good show. Well, it's always a good show with Walt. But um, he talks about the healing tones. And um, if you just want to jump into that, you know, we're almost out of this show, go to the bottom of the chat, underneath the chat, you're going to see like a, a green uh, diagram of a signal. Take, just click on that, and it'll open up a whole lot of different healing and different things. I mean, one's for marijuana, I think. <laughs> you know, but um, it, you know, and just uh, take a, take a walk through the the healing tones that Walt has put up over the years. Thank you for being here, by the way. So appreciate you. Go ahead, Mark. Yeah, thanks so much, everybody. See you next week, and uh, looking forward to hearing the other shows. Thanks, everybody. We'll talk to you in a few hours, four hours. You have been listening to the Shanghai Radio Show, produced by Cosmic Reality Radio. Thank you for being here. Be safe.